Conservation Commission, and we will call this evening's uh, special meeting of the CONCOM uh, to order. Um, this is our first public hearing as part of the 2023 Open Space and Recreation Plan update. Um, so we are meeting on, on Tuesday evening instead of our regularly scheduled uh, programming on Thursdays. Uh, so thanks everyone for joining us. If you are in chambers or listening in over Zoom uh, or on Franklin TV, we appreciate you being here with us. Uh, just before we get started, a few procedural points to run through. Um, <clears throat> due to the concerns regarding COVID-19, uh, this public hearing is available to be attended in person and via Zoom. Um, if you would like to participate, uh, you're welcome to attend in council chambers, um, or you can log into the Zoom application. And the meeting number is 819-0246-6050. You can also call the phone number 929-205-6099. And again, the meeting number is 819-0246-6050. Um, and, and this is uh, a public hearing. We're hoping to um, solicit some public feedback and comment um, on the open, uh, open space plan process. Um, and you can do so either in person or uh, via Zoom. Um, so we, we welcome any and all uh, feedback. Um, so this is the first out of three public hearings that we'll be holding on the open space and recreation plan update. Um, the second will be in April, the third will be in June. Um, and just to give a little bit of a recap on where we have uh, come so far in the process, and this kicked off at the start of this year, um, the Conservation Commission has uh, begun holding stakeholder sessions. Um, we've had several thus far focusing on uh, recreation programs, um, recreation spaces in town, um, including uh, what has been done over the past several years um, and upcoming uh, capital plans. Um, also had uh, a session focusing on the, um, uh, the school department and, and the school facilities um, where we had our superintendent in at our most recent meeting. Um, so those will be ongoing. Uh, those are designed as informal stakeholder sessions that'll be in conjunction with our normally scheduled Thursday evening Conservation Commission hearings. Uh, these public hearings, um, and again, this is the first of three, are, are more designed at getting to the overarching goals of the plan and, and um, you know, what the focus uh, is, uh, where we've come since the 2016 plan, which was the previous update, um, and then the next two will focus on the goals of this 2023 update and the draft itself. Um, Rika, do you want to walk us through a little bit about the, uh, the plan itself and, and what the purposes are? Sure. With pleasure. Uh, so I have a quick PowerPoint um, drafted right now alongside with Brian Jetty. Thank you. Um, so the Open Space and Recreation Plan, otherwise known as OSRP, is essentially a plan for plans. Um, it is a checklist and a guiding path for municipalities to help plan for the future of their open space and recreation areas. Um, it's an accumulation of public partnership, par 
sorry, public participation, stakeholder engagement, and identified goals and objectives um, throughout the process that Pat just highlighted. It's also a source of funding, so approved open space plans are eligible for grant programs throughout the state. In fact, there are plenty of grant programs through the state that will not um, release funds if a municipality does not have a valid open space plan. And it's a great way to connect with residents about local conservation and recreation issues. So overview and benefits of the OSRP. Um, I already touched on it a little bit, but it provides a snapshot of community priorities through the stakeholder engagement um, and feedback opportunities. It guides policy decisions for open space, climate resiliency, natural resources, and rec issues. Helps um, the town maintain those public spaces and recreational facilities. Um, as mentioned, it's a source of funding, and then it also helps with the capital improvement program and protects open spaces, habitat, and biodiversity. So really quickly, there are 11 requirements of an open space plan. This is dictated by the state of Massachusetts. So there's plan summary, introduction, that's pretty self-explanatory, community setting, environmental inventory and analysis. This is the technical component of the open space plan, so that includes an inventory of all water resources, fisheries, wildlife, um, topography, geography, all sorts of you know, the earthy good stuff. Um, then inventory of lands. So that's ownership, use, condition, and potential of parcels. This is not for private residents. This is for um, current open space areas, areas that are in Chapter 61, which is a tax incentive program, um, farms, you know, future ball fields, courts, things of that nature. Schools are included in that. Um, community vision is also included. That's through this um, stakeholder engagement process, analysis of needs. So that is where after the stakeholder um, process, the town can prioritize what residents um, feel is most valuable to them as uh, it correlates to the open space and rec areas, goals and objectives, action plans. So that is, what are we going to do with the plan that we have? How are we going to start you know, checking off the boxes for that? All public comments um, solicited via the Google form that's listed on our webpage, the survey, at these public hearings, at the focus group meetings will be included in the plan. So that means Conservation Commission, once the plan is drafted, will be able to read those public comments, Council will be able to read those public comments, and at the end, the state, and then references. So what is open space? So it is a combination of private land and public public lands. I know that contradicts what I said, that it's not private residences, but the private lands are private recreational areas, um, lands that are special tax programs, such as Chapter 61, and other non-protected or private parcels. Um, so that could also be Metacomet land trusts, that could be conservation restrictions, um, that those sort of programs. And then public lands, so town-owned conservation recre recreation lands, nonprofit lands, sorry, not in private and federal and state-owned lands. So, for example, the DCR State Forest or the Army Corps property. Thank you, I know you're doing both. Um, so, Ryan, why don't, why don't you take it away for Rec? Oh, no, not yet. Let's give us one minute. No, you're coming through the um, the video room. I hear you. Oh, Zoom can hear you. That's good. <laughs>
Oh, there you are. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Um Thanks for giving me an opportunity to um, you know speak a little bit real quickly. You know, I gave a presentation back on uh, January 12th about all the sports and recreation programs in town. And then again, um, on January 26th, we did the municipal recreation facilities and parks, the whole inventory. Um, so I won't go through that extensively, but I just wanted to you know, uh, give a little introduction about what the recreation department does. And then um, maybe you know, on our set, the next couple slides, we can talk a little bit about the facilities. Um, our department is responsible uh, in 2022 for keeping about 6,300 kids busy in town enrolled in our programs. And our department brought in about $620,000 in revenue. Uh, that's about 20% of the town population that's enrolled in programs. And we estimate that at least 25% of the town is affected in some way by uh, recreation programs and the facilities that we offer. Um, you know, the next slide, I guess, Brigitte, can we go to that next slide if you don't mind? There you go. So that is a, uh, this here is public and private recreation sites in Franklin. There's 32 public and private sites that uh, that we kind of oversee and, and, and you know, encourage people to use. Um, again, 23 of those are, are town, school, you know, recreation and conservation areas. Again, I won't go into them in depth, but anyone that's at home can click on this uh, slide here and easily access. There's, um, you know, if you scroll through there, you'll see there's ball fields, there's playgrounds, there's basketball, pickleball courts, there's trails. Um, all of this stuff can be accessed either on the conservation website or the recreation website. Uh, on the second page, if you go to the next slide, please, uh, here you'll see that this is a list of all the, um, I believe this was the school sites, is that right, Rika? Is this the, uh, the next slide maybe? Um, the next slide. Probably. Yeah, the next slide here, um, Lucas Gajer from the, uh, the superintendent of schools presented this at the last uh, meeting. I believe that was on February 9th. And this is all the school recreation facilities and parks. And, and in, a, in a brief uh, while here, we'll be going out with uh, myself and Lucas and any members of the uh, the persons with disabilities. We'll be going out to all the sites in town to do a we do a self evaluation of all the parks and playgrounds to make sure that they meet ADA standards. And uh, after we do that um, self-evaluation guide, you know, we'll be doing a transition plan, which is the next steps of how we get all these sites into compliance with ADA regulations. So, you know, just a, that's just a quick overview of what we plan to do. And uh, if there's anybody that has questions at home or after they, um, you know, listen to this, this presentation, feel free to shoot us an email. We're happy to address any needs that you see that are important to you in town. So thank you. Hey Ryan, you have a question um, from Allie. She joined us a few meetings back. She asked um, when the self-evaluation would be and she would love to join the assessment if the public is invited. Yeah, I don't, we don't have a date as of right now, Allie, but um, you are on my list. I have your number and I will be reaching out to you to include you in that um, when we go out to the park. So I'd love to have you come with us. Perfect, thanks Ryan. Um, so this is just a very quick snapshot of the 2016 survey. Um, these are some of, at least what I thought, um, were pretty pretty worthy statistics. Um, so 88% of households reported that they were supportive of town appropriations for open space. Um, approximately 85 reported they were supportive of town appropriations for additional recreation facilities. 
Um, households were equally in agreement that the township prioritized improving existing rec areas. Anyways, the list goes on and on. I'm not a big reader of PowerPoint presentations. So um, there you have it. In, in essence, the open space plan really does help you know, guide the town and other you know, sister boards and commissions for what residents want to see. So, do you want to talk about the accomplishments? Sure, um, and, and we'll get into some of these in, in a little bit um, greater depth later tonight, but just to go through kind of an overview, and again, this is a strategic plan, and, and so we start by, and it's an update to a strategic, strategic plan, so we go through this and start with the 2016 plan and, and kind of what we've accomplished um, since then and, and looking back at the 2016 goals, so that's why the focus is on what have we accomplished since that uh, last update. Uh, and, and some of the major achievements, uh, acquiring the riverbed open space area, uh, improving the surfacing of the SNET uh, trail system in conjunction with DCR. Uh, we've installed a, a substantial amount of signage at, at all of the town's uh, recreation and open space facilities, uh, parking analysis at open space areas, uh, recycling receptacles at recreation areas, uh, shared use path along Grove Street, um, along with the addition of sidewalks, on Chestnut, Pleasant, Beaver, and Lincoln Streets, uh, increased capital capital funding, uh, including through the Open Space Fund. Uh, go to the next slide. Uh, and then uh, <coughs> transferring town-owned tax title. So, I mean, a lot of this, uh, the the things on this slide have to do with um, under the preserving category, right, and preserving land that. Uh, might have been owned by the town through tax title proceedings and unclaimed as conservation land um, and, and acquiring land um, for future kind of reservation as conservation and, and through conservation restrictions. Um, and then I think the last bullet here, which, you know, this is certainly in the last but not least category, um, is getting the CPA approved in Franklin and, and that has been a very big uh, piece of achieving those 2016 goals. Um, so as Pat mentioned, the open space update process, it's written here um, just for ease of viewing. So there are bi-monthly focus group meetings that is an hour before every regular conservation um, public hearing. There's a digital survey. Um, there are postcards scattered throughout town um, that any resident can pick up if they're at the police station, town hall, rec department, um, DPW, library. After the drop off post office. Anyways, they're they're everywhere. Um, residents can also contact anybody on the conservation commission or myself to receive that digital survey. Um, we are also able to drop off hard copies, print hard copies, no hard copies, etc. So forth. Um, as mentioned, there are three public hearings: February, April, June. This being the February public hearing. The next public hearing, we'll be discussing the goals and objectives for 2023 open space plan. So if any residents have any comments, um, any you know, wishes, any ideas, we definitely encourage folks to write those in, show up at the public hearing, um, and answer the survey. Then once the plan is actually drafted, there will be a month-long comment period, so any resident can read the draft open space plan and provide comments. Perfect. And those are all the ways to get involved. Um, obviously, if you are attending the public hearing, so that's a great way to get involved. There's the survey, there's also a Google form that is running throughout the entire open space plan. So say you're at a park and you have a great idea, fill out the Google form, it comes right to my email inbox. You can also send me an email directly. Um, since we are at a public hearing, you can write a paper comment, you 
can submit a digital comment by, by that Google form or you can actually come up to the mic and speak. And then if you have an organization that you would like an open space presentation, I'm more than happy to do that um, with you as well, based on your schedule. And those are all of our QR codes. <laughs> so just before jumping into, into the topic, for this evening, which is, again, going through some of the goals of 2016 and, and how we have um, kind of brought those forward. Um, you know, just to reiterate, this is an update of a strategic plan. And I think, you know, while that sounds, um, you know, kind of high in the sky, I, I think the reason this is so important for everyone to be involved in, uh, to get feedback on, um, this plan unlocks uh, funding, it, it, it makes available grants that might otherwise not be available to the town. Um, but it, it also provides a roadmap for kind of larger decision making as far as the existing uh, facilities um, and potential new land. Uh, and, and we saw you know, just in the past couple of years um, through Schmidt Farm and, and Maple Hill, um, you know, that was uh, you know, collectively more than 200 acres of land that was acquired by the town. And, and um, all of that was enabled through the prior open space plan and the town's prior master plan. Um, and, and those are the things that really set the table for making these larger strategic uh, decisions on um, you know, what, to, what to prioritize as far as capital improvements um, and, and the town's uh, open space and recreation resources. So um, we really invite um, as many comments and, and, and feedback um, you know, as folks have and, and are willing to give. Um, if you go to our website, franklinma.gov slash conservation, um, you can get uh, to the survey that Brika mentioned. Um, all the other information, including tonight's presentation, has been posted uh, on that website. Again, it's franklinma.gov slash conservation. Um, and I, I should have started with this, but just want to run through the conservation commissioners, because we're um, you know, kind of the, the body that is going through um, the open space plan, and, and then also um, should properly introduce Brick and Ryan as well, because uh, and, and Amy Love, uh, the town planner as well, who are kind of the um, you know the brains behind all of this. Um, so we can just run through the the Comcom present tonight, and then come on here. Right, sure. Mark LePage, okay. Jeff Milne, Michael Ryan, Meg Hagen. Okay. Um, and not with us tonight, but um, participating in. in this process are Jeff Livingstone and Richard Johnson. Um, and then we obviously have uh, Priya, who's the conservation agent and natural resources. Natural resource protection manager. Right. It's and, mouthful, I know. <laughs> and Ryan Jetty. And, and uh, Ryan, what, what's your official title? I'm the director of recreation. Uh, Pat, I did just want to mention, too, um, this is actually my fourth open space and recreation plan. I've been with the town since uh, 1999. And I believe we completed it right when I got here in 2000, again in 2008, again in 2016, and now um, we're setting the future for the next seven, eight years. And uh, I just wanted to mention that we, we do, our goals are, for the rec department, are really predicated on what's, what's put into the open space and rec plan. So I'm urging all those people at home to take the survey, give us your feedback about what you'd like to see included in the, in the future. Um, we do have a number of um, capital projects that are planned over the next three or four years, but we want to see things that are, you know, the vision of what Franklin can be. So we encourage everybody to uh, take part in that survey. 
Great. Thanks, Ryan. Um, and and uh, so I, I think just to quickly run through, um, you know, there, there were five overarching goals of the 2016 plan. Um, and, and I'm just going to quickly run through those, and then I think we'll open the floor to any public comment or any comments or questions from the commission. Um, those five goals are, first, to increase public awareness of open space and recreation opportunities in Franklin. Um, that's through things such as increased signage, um, new educational or outdoor programs, encouraging volunteer efforts, uh, working in the schools and with other organizations. Uh, so increasing public awareness. Uh, the second goal was to preserve and enhance existing town open space resources uh, through things like prioritizing accessibility, um, acquisition of new land through Chapter 61 or 61A or 61B programs. Uh, prioritizing town-owned land for development and approval of conservation restrictions, and increasing permanent funding to preserve, maintain, and increase open space resources. Um, so that second goal, preserving and enhancing existing resources. The third goal is to maximize recreational opportunities to meet the community's evolving needs by maintaining the current inventory of facilities and programs and by providing new facilities and programs for new active and passive recreation. So this involved things like maintaining and improving current recreational areas and providing new recreational opportunities, uh, such as pickleball. <laughs> Increasing usage of existing recreational space and modifying existing spaces as the town's needs evolve. Developing access points for canoes, kayaks, and boats to utilize the Charles River and Mine Brook. Increasing connectivity to and between Franklin's conservation areas and open space. Uh, working with DCR, the Department of Conservation and Recreation, to increase access to the SNET and State Forest Trail, and seeking out a site and developing a, a youth center. Um, so that third goal, again, is to maximize recreational opportunities to meet the community's needs. The fourth goal was to protect natural, historical, and cultural resources and maintain Franklin's New England character through things such as protecting priority habitats and enhancing biodiversity, adopting the Cultural Preservation Act, and, and implementing growth management techniques that will help to preserve the town's natural, historical, and cultural resources. So again, that fourth goal, protecting uh, the existing natural, historical, cultural resources and maintaining the town's New England character. And then the fifth goal was to protect and preserve the town's water resources. Uh, by prioritizing water bodies for ecological studies, implementing recommendations in the Delcart Ecological Study, and minimizing the use of pesticides and salt to maintain the health and the town's surface and groundwater resource areas. Uh, so again, the fifth goal there was to preserve and protect the town's water resources. Uh, so I think you know tonight we'd love to hear feedback. Um, you know, Ryan, I think with your institutional knowledge and, and then the public on, you know, where did we succeed? Where are there efforts that are still ongoing toward those five goals? Um, and, you know, what do we need to keep addressing through the 2023 updates? Um, so I think, you know, with that, we'll open the floor to Ryan if you have any feedback um, and, and then the commission and, and uh, members of the public. Um, if you are participating on Zoom, I would just ask if you can use the raise hand function. Um, and we'll call on you uh, as we get to. Well, Pat, maybe if I um, give you, you know, some of the things that are on the horizon first that will uh, maybe get out in front of some of the, the, the needs that the public feels that Franklin uh, is forthcoming. Um, 
the play, uh, Fletcher Field playground is going to be, we're going to go in front of the, um, the committee on March 3rd looking for $150,000 to finish the Fletcher Field playground. Uh, we've been planning on putting in a uh, port in place rubber surface to make that uh, compliant with uh, ADA standards. The uh, Beaver Pond Park is also going to see new ADA walkways down to the playground from the parking lot and also to the center press box where we'll put in a wheelchair lift to get up into the press box. We're planning on putting a new scoreboard down at Beaver Pond to replace the 20-year-old scoreboard that's down there. Um, King Street Memorial Park needs many improvements and upgrades. Additionally, uh, more pickleball courts is something that we think is really important to the community. The DC Field Playground uh, is starting to age and that will need to be replaced within the next three to four years. Um, Horace Mann behind the school, that used to be an athletic field and it was a staging area for the building of the, the turf complex and the new high school. So uh, that will need to be top dressed and seated and, and fixed back up. Um, there are restroom facilities needed at Franklin High School softball and baseball field as well as the DC community field. And, um, and then the Remington basket, Remington Jefferson basketball courts need to be redone. Um, looking here, also um, we're looking like long-term now, maybe the front turf field at the high school and the tennis courts will need to be repaired as well. So those are some items that, that I've seen um, that are starting to age and will need to upgrade. Great, thanks Ryan. Any initial feedback from the commission? Uh, and I'd also invite if any, any of the public, um, you know, any comments or questions about the process, or if you'd like to weigh in, please uh, feel free to do so. Okay. So, uh, you can start with just your name. So, yes, my name's uh, Fitch Proctor. Uh, I live in Franklin, I've been here for two and a half years. Um, Love being part of this town. I'm thrilled with everything that's going on with the developments of it, especially for a town that cares so much about the open space and, and you know things right by. I'm actually here tonight as part of the New England Mountain Bike Association, uh, the Blackstone Valley Chapter. Um, Franklin's a neat spot because it's right on the line with the Blackstone Valley Chapter and the Southeast Mass uh, Chapter. Uh, we are here because we want to help. Um, we want to be. You know, there's so much potential for biking in this town. There's already a ton of it. Uh, Dirt Diggers was founded, it was a, a youth mountain bike league that was founded in Franklin. So there's a, a lot of history for it, a lot of use already going on in some of the trails there. Um, so I'm just here to be, uh, to see what the town's appetite is for continued development of some of the bike trails. I know it was part of the presentation earlier that that was a big part of the 2016 plan. Um, so to continue to grow upon that, um, certainly don't want to come in and be like, oh, we want to take over this. No, no, we want to help. We want to be able to help clear out down trees, uh, you know, you know, uh, you know Rice have been cleared out on the, you know, the ground. We want to be a part of the town um, to continue to, to help develop things, open up certain spots, and, uh, and Pat, I think you had mentioned earlier about the idea of um, linking together a lot of the parks that are out there, a, a so-called emerald necklace, if you will, that a lot of towns have. There's so much potential for it. So I just want to say thank you for uh, you know, letting us be a part of this, if we can go forward with it in uh, the partnership. Thank you. You should bring business cards up. <laughs> 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 Next time. Can I just ask my own curiosity on the mountain biking, because that's not something that within town I'm very much across. Where do you guys tend to mostly um, 
use as, as your recreation areas within town? I can only speak for myself, uh, but I know the, the two key spots would be Franklin Town Forest and uh, Franklin State Park. Uh, of course, you know, the SNET is obviously a spot that you know people would be riding on a lot. Um, and because of the, I think the just the geographical location of Franklin, a lot of the spots um, do blend into other towns, you know, especially on the, the Norfolk side as well. So. Thank you. Mark, I see you have your hand raised. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Um, this is Mark Minnie Kelly. I'm the best. Um, 31 Longfellow Drive. Um, I've got a couple of comments for Ryan. As you were going through the um, the plans for the current the current uh, um, fields and so forth, uh, it, I, I recalled that uh, at the Fletcher Field, the, some of the ball stands um, that look over the the baseball fields at Fletcher Field. I noticed uh, the last couple of years that I was there. That some of the um, railings uh, on those on those stands are pretty wide, um, and I know that when I was bringing my granddaughter toddler up onto those stands, I was thinking about how dangerous uh, the railings at the very top of those stands are. So is that, is that something you can take a look at? I'm I'm, I'm concerned that uh, a young child could easily slip off the back of some of those stands. Um, and, if, I and then, if I understand you correctly, you're talking about the bleachers? The bleachers, yes. Okay. Yeah, the bleachers have some pretty wide spacing on the, the guardrails behind, at, at the very top. Um, and then, um, I don't know if this fits with this committee or not, but um, I'm, a, I'm a cyclist. I, I tend to ride more on the roads than, um, than on the trails. And um, I'd like to suggest that Franklin could put up a few signs to remind drivers to be sharing the roads with cyclists. Um, I've seen in other communities even signs that remind drivers that there's, there should be three feet between the, uh, the, the, the cyclist and the, and the car passing the cyclist. Just, just some reminders to people um, to, uh, to pay attention to the cyclists that are on the road. Thanks, Mark. Um, I would just add, you know, as Franklin's a town that the PMC runs through, I think there's a lot of folks in town who, who are, are, you know, between mountain biking or road biking and whatnot, um, definitely think that's a point of interest. So thank you for that. Uh, sir. Just another mark. There are many out there. So I am a former chairman of the Conservation Commission. Mark owns my name, and I'm a member of NIMBA as well. And I think you asked where we go biking, mountain biking. And so I go to Upton, West Hill Dam, and Adams Farm in Walpole. But it'd be great if we can somehow integrate some of the trails here in Franklin. We don't necessarily have to connect with these other towns, but it is such an amazing sport. My girlfriend and I have been doing it for about three years now. We, we became members two years ago with NIMBA. And it's such a voluntary, communal type of operation, making trails, helping on building bridges, and it's so much fun. You got I never thought I was going to get out there and do it, but I'm in my 50s now. It's about 10 years ago when I was on that conservation board, sitting where you are, Patrick. So um, we appreciate open minds, and if we can help out making some more trails out there beyond the Franklin State Forest, or the state force itself, that would be great. Really appreciate it. 
Thank you. I had a question for, for Ryan. Uh, Ryan, I don't know if we talked about this, but this was kind of interesting in, in the notes here from 16 is developing access points for for basically boating on the uh, Charles River. Is that something the uh, Recreation Department gets involved in, or is that independent of that? Uh, specifically, where uh, on the Charles are you speaking about? It, it was it was a general uh, it was a general goal for the 16 plan to uh, develop more access points for canoes, kayaks, and boats on the Charles River. So, I, I mean, my question is, do we even have an inventory of that somewhere? Is that something maybe we should research and see what we did on that? It just seems like an interesting opportunity. I didn't know if the recreation department was involved in that at all. If, if not, look into it separately. Um, we, we were not involved with that. Uh, I think th there was some initial discussions, if I remember correctly, way back about uh, off of Pine, the end of Beach Street, where I think it's Pine Street that meets. There's a, there was a brick ware warehouse type building that was taken down. And we did have a small access point in the back behind, but we was kind of stared away. There was a lot of, at that time, the conservation agent uh, didn't you know? Didn't think there was this kind of a steep hill that dropped off into the Charles, and there was a lot of glass, and there needed to be some cleanup done in that area. So um, I, I remember there was some talk about that location, and then also there was some talk about the location off of I believe it's uh, Oak Street Extension, but that land is owned by the Army Corps of Engineers. So um, if there's any other locations that you're familiar with, I'm happy to discuss it. And Ryan, is, is there are there kayaks at the Beaver Pond right now? We have we have a boat launch, yeah, at the, at, to the far right. Um, right now, I'm researching a company called um, I think it's called Fun Rentals, and we're looking at um, potentially putting in a kayak kiosk where you would unlock it with a QR code and be able to rent kayaks. So we're looking into that. Yeah, I think we've talked a little bit about that and, and maybe Delcard as well if there's opportunities to have uh, have kayak rentals there because I, you know, to the point of, you know, can we increase access if not to the Charles River, um, you know, certainly there's any like areas in town that, that would be suitable for that. I did receive a comment actually, Ryan, since, since we're here, we're also working last week about the, uh, the kayak launch at Delcard. Um, so that right now is, is pushed back. Unaccessible, so that would actually would be a very easy lift to, to at least reattach that, bring it in. Is, is that because of the receding water or is that a maintenance issue? It's just a maintenance issue. The board that there was a board of, at one point placed on the bank, the kayak bunch, you know, that has sunk. So it, it, you okay. could, with a very big step, bigger than what I could step, you could get to the kayak bunch. <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll bring them out to repair that, and uh, the company's out of New Hampshire. I'll have them come down uh, in the springtime when the weather gets okay. a little better. Thank you. Yep. I guess the other thing I'd ask is, can we, sorry, you know, just, just looking at these points, it is pretty organized, right? But, you know, do we do you know if water bodies were prioritized for ecological studies? Is that so? There was a vulnerability study done. Yeah. Um, it's actually a, a comprehensive binder that I have in my office. I have two copies, so if anybody would like to look at it, you are more than welcome to. And it rates vulnerability of water bodies in Franklin. Um, it's, it's pretty nice. Again, that's more um, 
qualitative, qualitative or regulatory. But um, to that point, um, previous open space plan also you know, has a list. It is our goal to make this open space plan super comprehensive. Um, so that is right. Severely noted marketing. I like it. Yeah. Roger, curious to see if you have any feedback. So, um, Roger, your hand lifelong resident of Franklin. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> um, I did read the 2016 um, open space plan and it looks like we've been moving forward, you know, in a, in a nice pace on it. Um, I did note that open space awareness, there's a lot more signs than there used to be, but I'm hoping with um, Maple Street, now that that's open, we'll get that marked off where, to be honest with you, I don't know exactly where it is, where, where I could walk into it without going on someone's property. So um, that would be one comment I would have. Another one that I've seen growing recently, with, especially with the Conservation Committee, is um, you know just citizens' awareness, trying to educate more and be more um, user-friendly, if you will. Um, I know the Ag Committee is also trying to um, present different opportunities and knowledge, so that, that I like that. I did read on the um, water preservation, um, and, and um, I thought I'd read somewhere or heard it on different town council meetings that the amount of salt in Franklin's water has gone up dramatically. Um, and I don't have the numbers, so you know I, I, I can't really throw a number at you, but um, I, I would like to see that continue to be looked at. And then lastly, I just think we're, we're making such strides. We picked up 200 acres this year alone, uh, 200 plus. And, um, it seems to be doing more and more with open space plans. I think it's time that we may start to look at possibly including in a budget, almost like the DCI. I think you're gonna to get to a point where you're gonna need someone to overlook planning, maintenance, and preserving all the open space in town. So I would hope that that may become part of the open space plan as well. Thank you. Thanks, Rob. Teamwork makes the dream work. So. <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, to that last point, certainly. I mean, I, I think a lot of other towns have, you know, whether you call it a conservation trust or, or um, you know, but a separate kind of municipal entity or corporate entity that is doing the day to day. Uh, and, and I certainly think you know, getting into the plan update and, and how we're going to address those things, um, because I don't think that's really. You know, as a conservation commission, we have stewardship over Delcard, um, and I think that is in our wheelhouse. But I think it's very different when it's coming to, you know, these you know really really dynamic, especially Schmidt Farm. I think um, you know because Maple Hill is a little bit of a separate. You know, that'll be maintained as kind of forestry, forest area, conservation area, um, and, and I don't think there's quite as much uh, to that as as there could be at Schmidt Farm and. Um, the opportunities that are over there. And so I think certainly figuring out what is the right, um, you know, what's the right device to, to be managing those properties and, and um, 
you know, working through the CPA committee, through the town, and, and, and you know, kind of how, how are those, you know, we're going to be mapping out what the vision is for those properties, but that has to be implemented. So. Sure. to mind for me um, extending the SNET into the center of town. And I'm just wondering, does that come under the purview of this plan and mm -hmm. or could it? And, mm -hmm. Is there any work being done in that area? Yeah, so I believe Ryan actually, you mentioned that um, a few meetings back, if I recall correctly, correct? That's correct, yeah. It's in the works. Um, it's a long process because it involves um, the rail, I think it's CSX that owns the property. So it is in the works. I know uh, Mr. Helen has been in communication with that rail company. It just takes a long time. So I think I think within time that'll get done. Wow, that would be incredible. Thank you. Yep. Mark, I see you have your hand raised. Yeah, thanks for calling on me again. I just want to take the opportunity, uh, since we're talking about these green space acquisitions, I just want to thank all of you who were on this board and committee and anyone else who had uh, involvement in, in acquiring those large purchases of green space. Um, uh, I've been, I've been uh, calling in to some of the mass forest uh, uh, um, webinars recently, uh, and, and th there aren't too many municipalities that I think are, are able to and are ready to uh, take advantage of these um, Chapter 61 opportunities when they become available, and I think I think that Franklin and and all of you who are involved deserve um, some some thanks and congratulations for being able to pull off those two purchases over the last couple of years. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. I don't know that we can take any credit for that up here, but uh, <laughs> I, I again, I, I think um, you know. It underscores the importance of these plans because the plan is the roadmap for what you're prioritizing. And, and I think you saw with Maple Hill that it was probably the first time that Franklin had um, exercised its ability um, to purchase land through the Chapter 61 uh, right of first offer. Um, and, and so, um, you know, I think they're not necessarily those same land areas that you know we're looking at now in, in terms of you know can these be acquired um certainly not you know 100 acre tracks um that, that are you know potentially um you know out there uh, for, for the time to look at but i think it's now that you have these two pretty incredible opportunities and a lot of other smaller opportunities as well um you know how do we how do we make those accessible right um you know maple hill um, right now, it's it's not really publicly accessible. It, it's um, you know a, a maybe 85 or 90 acre tract that is tucked behind a lot of uh, residential neighborhoods, and um, so I think a big piece of that is how do you um, enable the public to access those trail networks um, without disturbing uh, you know obviously the the folks who own property and, and and the residences back there, but. 
Um, how do you do it in a way that is going to be minimally intrusive? Um, how do we maintain the, the, the character of that forest? Um, because I think that's a pretty incredible resource for the town. Um, but you know, we're going to try and be balancing the accessibility piece of this. And, and I think you know, we saw in 2016 that um, accessibility was a major goal of, of the 2016 update. Um, I certainly put that in the category of ongoing um, areas that we can always do do more to um, increase accessibility, both to you know playgrounds and, and fields and and um, kind of the more developed recreation areas, as well as um, areas like Gulf Park, um, areas like Maple Hill, um, and and a lot of that is small things. I think right uh, is being able to go out and and. Um, Know, widening entryways is um, clearing uh, paths of fallen trees, and um, a lot of that's a com community effort. It's not, you know, the town necessarily um, going into, you know, take away fallen trees and branches and, and uh, you know, make those accessible, um, you know, to hiking or biking or whatnot. It, it's uh, you know, getting folks, um, you know, participating in that effort. So. Keep talking up here. <laughs> <laughs> I would just like to um, ask a quick question to Ryan. So Ryan, I'm thrilled to see that um, you and the Mr. Gear are going to be going out to do that ADA self-evaluation. Will you be looking at just the, I'm with Lucas being there, just the school properties, or you're looking at all the open space and recreation areas? Correct, yeah. All those sites that, um, that are in that public and private um, calendar that you see there. Uh, anything that's at a school, I mean, I. There's 23 sites that we'll be visiting, and, and we'll be looking at every you know every avenue of that, whether it's accessibility, you know the height of uh, the height of doorways and bathrooms and handles and um, all that. So it's a pretty extensive um, self-evaluation. I did it um, back with Don Neto many years ago, um, and then we did it again with Mike Ferullo and uh, and and Gus Brown will be involved. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll be doing all the town um, facilities and school facilities, yeah. Excellent. Thanks, Ryan. Yep. Gus, any, anything to add to that? Uh, Ryan, Gus is uh, with us today, so. Well, Gus is coming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here, Ryan. I'm here for you. <laughs> Uh, no, and I, I think on that point, just to reiterate something that came up a couple weeks ago when we talked through this, um, you know, I, I think we look at this through the lens, uh, or the town looks at this through the lens of ADA accessibility, and, and um, you know, I, I think for our purposes, um, you know, I, I think the plan update can be more aspirational than that, and, and you know, not only what is required under the ADA, but you know, as a practical matter, um, you know. It, it, are these areas truly accessible? Um, and, and what more can be done to address that? And so I think the more and, and Ali, you know, thank you for your comments um, last time when we when we talked through that. I think the more um, more folks we have participating and, and kind of giving a voice to that, um, the better the end product is going to be. So we do have a comment from the director of Medicom Land Trust. Hi, Susan. 
um, that she appreciates the attention to maintenance of trails and support for good accessibility by all residents and staff support. Um, also, some attention would be helpful to informing trail users of actual trail guidelines and when they become posted. And I think that's definitely something that I mean I have heard in our day, my day to day that I think we've all heard. You know, when you have um, public hearings and when we talk about our conservation areas. Um, double down on the open space plan, but again, this will definitely help um, with that trail maintenance, not just with getting the word out or identifying problematic areas or areas that could use um, more signage or more accessibility, but even allowing us to apply for mass trails grants. Um, and then also for stewardship plans, like for Maple Hill, so that will actually help um, create a lot of those boundary markers and trail maintenance, even down to volunteer stipends. Um, for helping create those trails and the possibilities are there and they're endless. <laughs> If I could um, add to that, yeah. um, you know, just before COVID, I, I reached out to all the Boy Scout, Girl Scout, Eagle Scouts to see if we could form and adopt a trail program in town where you know one troop could take an entire trail system like Indian Rock and you know make sure that they go out a couple times a year and um, take care of any blowdowns and clean trails and do that type of thing. COVID happened. Um, and we haven't really connected with them back again now that we're you know kind of heading out of this but uh it is something that i'd like to see the town adopt is to maybe reach out to some of these volunteer organizations a lot of these kids need to get um, community service hours in order to get badges that type of thing so um susan's correct in saying that we do need to do some maintenance in there i think it's i think it, it puts a lot of pressure on our uh, department of public works to put that work onto them. So I'd really like to see if we can get volunteers to do that. So if anybody that's listening has a son or a daughter in one of the scout groups um, to maybe reach out to us and we'll see if we can organize that. all the public comments we have for tonight um, just to quickly hit on the upcoming um, events on our calendar for the open space plan um, this week uh, at six o'clock uh, just before our regular conservation uh, meeting uh, the topic for our stakeholder uh, session is Schmidt Farm um, so we'd invite anyone who would like to talk in more depth about uh, Schmidt Farm and, and kind of the opportunities um, and how that should be addressed as part of the plan update would encourage you to zoom in or uh, you know come to town chambers and, and participate in that conversation. Uh, on March 9th, um, the topic is Riverbend Conservation Area, and March 23rd is Maple Hill. So uh, the next few weeks, um, some of the real meaty discussions as part of the open space plan, um, and, and would love to have uh, feedback on those. Um, Rita and Ryan both mentioned the survey. I think we have about 250 responses so far. Um, so thanks to everyone who has uh, who has responded. But you know, the more the merrier. Um, <laughs> you can find that survey link again, uh, franklinma.gov/conservation. Um, would encourage you to submit um, both responses to the survey, and if you have any comments um, that are not covered by the survey, you can submit those through the conservation website as well. Um, and then I think our next 
public hearing will be on April 25th, um, and that will touch on the goals and objectives for the 2023 update. At that point, we'll be in the process of, of you know, we will have made it through, um, you know, a dozen or so sessions, and, and uh, you know, so we'll be well underway toward drafting that. Uh, plan update, and, and so um, that'll be a, a good opportunity for folks to contribute as well. So we'd love to see uh, people then, and, and uh, please submit comments, questions in the meantime, whether uh, emailing Ryan or Rika through the website. Um, you know, any of us here uh, would, would love to chat and hear from you and, and uh, get your feedback. Uh, but thanks, everyone, for being here. That's all. That's all. Thank you all. Thanks, Thanks, we are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tintype Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. By the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.